0: Hey it's David here And this is Rob We are the hosts of a brand new podcast called Totally 80s and
1: 90s Recall If you love all things 80s and 90s from music and movies to television and pop culture Then this is the podcast for you Join two Gen X dudes every week as we revisit and discuss
0: all of our favorite things from when we grew up in the 80s and 90s For a fun and nostalgic look back at
1: two of the best decades so come and listen for yourself. We promise you'll have a great time and then go subscribe to Totally 80s and 90s Recall on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey Jay, have you heard about bustedtees.com?
0: I mean, I set up our account and I've bought shirts there, so yeah.
1: Just, I'm trying to do a promo. Just, just work with me here, okay?
0: Okay, tell me about bustedtees.com.
1: Gladly! They sell pop culture and geek-inspired apparel, accessories, and more. And their stuff is awesome. You like Star Wars, Jay? I do. You like video games? Yeah, I do, yeah. Harry Potter? Yeah, was, yeah. Star Trek?
0: Yeah.
1: Humorous tees in general? Yeah, it's
0: funny. Yeah.
1: Some badass socks, cups, mm-hmm. hats, uh-huh. hoodies, a bunch more, all that stuff?
0: Why, yes, I, I, I do like those things, Matt.
1: Well, then you know what you should do? You should head over to bustedtees.com and shop all their cool gear. And at checkout, put Jason25945 in the discount code spot. You'll get a nice chunk of change off, and it helps us out to boot.
0: That's bustedtees.com. Discount code Jason25945.
1: BustedTeas.com. Designs that pop culture. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds.
2: Who has a next Needs a tape. Who, makes a tape? Who needs a mixtape? Who makes a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? You do do. But you eat a goal. Don't you wanna listen to our mixtape? Where's the group? The group of feet? Come along. Welcome, 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 welcome. Don't you want to
0: listen to our All right, so we are going to be talking about 2000s country. This is the first decade of country music this week from 2000 to 2010. I of course am Jason Emmett and with me, is a man who knows that country music is like a vacuum because as soon as you turn it off, it stops sucking, Twisted
1: Kid Matt. Hey, everybody. (laughs) That's me. I'm a... Make a fan of that uh, country music vacuum.
0: <laughs> so we did our 80s and our 90s, and they were kind of spread out. Mm-hmm. No uh, idea how to respond to that, mo- by the way. Moving, moving, forward. <laughs> like, it's just just a moving forward at this point, guys, as we've told you, the way the show is going to run is we're going to do 80s one week, 90s the next week, and the first decade of the 2000s, the third week. Um, but this is going to close out our country music uh, volume one. We've already done an 80s and 90s. You can go back and check those out. Um, I'm just going to tell you, 80s was the most fun for me. 80s was definitely the most fun for me. Uh, 2000s were the least fun for me, <laughs> So, which we we talk about extensively in the episode that it was the hardest one for us to do. But it had to be done, Matt. It had to be done. It, we, because it must. It must. <laughs> but we want your thoughts and opinions, as is always the case. This is our little preamble show opener before we get into the the nitty-gritty. And we want your opinions. Man. You can... Always the banter, the banter. Well, we banter throughout the episodes, too. Yeah. <laughs> but this is where we tell you all the bits and bobs you need to know about the show and uh, where you can leave us some feedback and where you can uh, check out our sponsors and things like that. We do have a sponsor. Uh, that would be BustedTease.com. Please go check them out. Buy some shit. They got a really cool shirt that I've been thinking about buying. It's the because it fits me so well um a huge Jurassic Park fan if you guys didn't know and on top of that uh I used to have a nickname when I was drinking which was the philosopher and they have a f- uh <laughs> Philosoraptor. <laughs> Philosoraptor <laughs> shirt <laughs> and I kind of really need it so I've been thinking about uh picking that one up and that's the kind of fun stuff you can I'm, find over I'm looking this up at bustedtees.com so. yeah it's wonderful so head on it's over not, there. It's a pop culture. Yeah, and uh, we we tell you at the I think at the beginning you can and, and if you hear noise in the background we don't really talk about this much. Uh, might be my stepson because <laughs> I just heard him way in the background. Yeah. I'm down oh, in the too. I'm down in the studio and uh, yeah he can he can break those bounds. Yeah. So if you hear it, that's what it is. We often joke and say people probably think we're like the Ohio players and like yeah. is somebody being murdered in the background? And the answer is no. That is my uh, autistic stepson. So <laughs> so it's fun because I'll go back and listen to recordings. And again, I'm down in I'm in a yeah. uh, studio and I do have some soundproofing and stuff. But he just breaks right through that, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's like Jim Morrison. Yeah. He breaks on, through, the breaks other on side. through
0: to the other side. Yeah. So I'll always have him on some of my background recordings. Yeah. So, uh, But please go over and check that out. Uh, Friends of the Show, everything uh, is up over on our website. You can find Friends of the Show. You can find our playlists, everything over there. It is www.themixtapeshow.com. That'll get you the website. Please go over and check that out. Um, you can buy t-shirts over there. You can... Uh, again, check out uh, some of the friends of the show. And go right to their podcast. We have a recipe up there for pastry crack if
1: you want to go over and yeah. make some of that. We don't talk about that as much want to go get the diabetes? Yeah. Uh, get that. It's um, very high in sugar content, but it is delicious. And there are links to most,
0: not all, but most of the playlists because for every episode where we talk about music, Matt puts up playlists on Spotify with all the music on it. And uh, we right. are slowly adding all those, and there are a bunch up there right now, you can click on them, take you right over there and listen to all the awesome music we talk about. Uh, please go show some love to the artists who create this music. Cause that's why we do what we do. Uh, that being said, there's also a link for buy me a coffee over on there. You can go over there and click that. And we are working on a possible uh, subscription service or service, not service, but a plan moving forward. Um, if so, that'll be coming out probably somewhere in October. Uh, we are still going to get four episodes of the show every month. So you don't have to do anything. What that's going to be is, uh, ad free. And, uh, we may release, well, we will start releasing a bonus episode every month that you can get over there as well. And we may start doing some extended cuts of some of the interviews, uh, there as well. So be looking for that. If you're into the show, it will only cost $50 a month. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> it'll be like, it'll be like was $2, like, it'll be like $2 and something a month is all we're talking about doing. So if you're into us and you like that kind of stuff, be looking for that soon too. You're like $50. <laughs> Damn. We feel our content is worth yeah. it. We don't. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, if you haven't listened or if, you know, if it hasn't come out yet, it, it, it will be. It's either come out right before this or a day or two after this. We're releasing our interview with Pat Fraley. Voice actor, amazing man, Pat Fraley. So please check that out. It was fun. You guys will have fun listening to it. So please check that out. And go back and listen to the other interviews we've done throughout the past because they're wonderful. Matt. Yeah. 2000 country. Yeah. (laughs) You sound so defeated. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he was defeated, guys. He had a hard time with this one. It was difficult. It was difficult. It was very difficult. Uh, the eighties were great songs. The nineties were fun songs. I don't really know what happened in the two
1: thousands. It was a, it was a trudge. We'll say
0: it's like they all
1: Um, are going out of their way to try to be clever now and they don't really, yeah, it's weird, man. It's like, I mean, okay. The eighties, like you were always on my mind, like one of the best, like love songs of all time. And then the 90s, you got, you know, Chattahoochee, one of the most fun party songs of all For time. as dumb as it about, is, it's still fun, you know, right? Yeah, it's dumb, but fun. And then 2000s, a lot of songs about tractors. <laughs>
2: He's not wrong. <laughs> there are a lot of songs it's about It's just tractors. bad.
1: It's really weird about because people thinking the tractor's sexy. It's we, which is bizarre to me. It's a little bizarre. It's just.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think what's Just really weird is it's, like, the 80s and the 90s, they were trying to be country music artists, and yeah. in the 2000s, they're trying to be stars. honky tonk but donkey do donk Like, they're going, like... Shut up. Like, there's no... Like, when... Okay. When they write a song in the 2000s, a corny song... It's they don't almost like they're corny. Well, the, or they're making fun rather than having fun. I don't know if yeah. that makes sense, but that's what it feels like. They're, they're like, yeah, this is going to get those. Like, I don't care. Think they, yeah. they, they seem to care too much about being rich and famous than they do about having fun with yeah. their fans. I could be way off. and You guys could attack. Some me might for say it. big and rich and famous. No, <laughs> I will tell you, <laughs> so we plowed through and found. Some of the better ones. And uh, yeah. we get a little off where you think we'd go, but you probably know every song we talk about this week. So that being said, we're going to kick off our social media content right here. And then our man Casey is going to join us with that slide with his. And we're going to talk about 2000s country. Hopefully you guys enjoy this one. And if you haven't listened to the 80s and 90s, you'll go back and check those out as well. But here you go. Some 2000, early 2000 country. Right, right, right after this. Hey, you guys might not know this. You should, because we talk about it all the time. But we have all the social medias you could want and more. That's right. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. Most of those places you can find us if you look up the Mixtape Podcast. But you can just go over to the website, which is themixtapepod.com, and there'll be links and everything. You can get it there. But... Uh, we also have a phone number. Matt, would you like to give the folks at home that phone number?
1: Absolutely. Hey, guys, we have a phone number. And you can call it and leave a message, which we would almost definitely play. That number is 513-437-2377. Or if it's easier, just call 513-HERAD77. Call it and be cool. There you go. Guys, go check us out on all
0: the social medias and be as cool as we are. We're, well, you're going to be cooler because we're not that cool. Oh, God. Welcome to the mixtape. This is going to be the most
1: painful week, but I'm Jason Emmett. I'm Casey Masterpiece. And I'm Twisted Kid Matt, for better or for worse. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> better, Matt. Or It's mean? for better.
2: Yeah, for better. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay.
0: I'm> waiting <laughs> for the What's clip to going? end. I'm just sitting there like, all hey, right, wait.
1: Like, Hey, forgot how long. This I play, clip I play was. the
0: clip because we got to have some good music this week. Um, actually, better than nothing. So, uh, if, if some of you guys out there aren't aware, one of the things we decided is we we had we had a big big long discussion. Took about two days for us to talk it out, yeah. and we decided uh, actually we I actually think, planned this shit later. <laughs> I, I think yeah. I just texted you guys and was like, "Hey guys, do you think <laughs> yeah, we should start think over we're like 2010?" Yes. And you guys are like, "Yes." <laughs> was like, "So from now on, what we're going to start doing is we're going to give you the 80s, the 90s." And the 2010, the first decade of 2000. Um, and we're going to try to start doing stuff back to back. Now, this one's not going to be, but, uh, this month was our country month. So, sorry for that. Actually, I think some of you guys really enjoyed it. Uh, You know what's funny is the 80s episode is doing better than the, the 90s. Go figure. Um... But you know, so we're gonna see how the 2000's I have <laughs> theories on that. I get, yeah, I can I tell got, you, I
1: got another theory about how this one's gonna do. Yeah, I was gonna no. say, I was gonna say, <laughs> sorry, everybody, it's not but doing this well one's with us. Gonna suck. So we,
0: we, we'll get into it, but we definitely noticed some stuff, man. We we talk about it. At, I think we talked about it in the nineties episode some of the things we noticed, and there's gonna be a lot that I noticed going into the two thousands episode. It's it's very weird how. I, don't, I guess we can talk about it a lot in different things, the shift in in music over time. But to me, country does a drastic jump. Like, it doesn't just... Did you gra- say country? I, country? <laughs> no, but that sounds like its <laughs> own genre. Yeah. No,
1: I'm country. Country.
0: Um, but like, I feel like country does drastic jumps. It's not like gradual. They're like, one day mm. we're just going to be like... This massive shift in our music, but maybe that's yeah. just me. So anyway, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, I'm gonna We're going to get the worst out of the way first. That's my list, because I really don't have much redeeming on my list. These guys <laughs> tried to redeem things, which I really appreciate. But we me, attempted. Yeah, yeah, you did. Me, I just didn't pull it off at all. <laughs> um, maybe I did. I mean, for a lot of people out there, they're going to like some of this stuff. But again, what we try to do, if you're new to the show, is we try to pick, when we put together a playlist... We pick a genre, and we will do songs, or we will do episodes where it's like, what's your favorite? And we do try to find stuff we like, but more importantly, if we were to put together an early 2000s country list, what songs need to be on that list, as far as we're concerned? And of course, a lot of times, we put it out there for you guys as well. I will tell you, I don't have any listener stuff for the country 2000s one, because we put it together too fast, so I couldn't ask you guys. So I'm sorry, but you are always welcome. To tell us what you think should be on there, uh, Matt puts together playlists on Spotify for every episode. Uh, those are starting to okay, if you go over to the website right now, those are starting to be available. You can go actually go directly to our website and click on a lot of those playlists it'll take you right to them or you can just search them on Spotify. but uh, they're on the there's they're, they're on the not all of them but some, most of them are up <laughs> on the website right now it 's taken long enough so let's get started with mine. <sighs> And I guess this this little ditty right here. To a little bit of chicken fried.
2: cold beer on a
0: night.
2: A fit just right. And the radio
0: I mean, I guess I could make the argument that if you're going to go, like, 2000s country, Zach Brown is a pretty decent country band, you know. Yeah. All, all it's
1: the, Like the Jimmy Buffett version. You of Kind
0: of, yeah. Now, my, yeah. my wife will tell you, like... Not terrible. She's like, I really like Zach Brown. Not really the song I like, though. But you know, it's chicken fried and it's a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, it's a fun song. Yeah, it is. Yeah, a I, I have no problems with it.
0: So, of course, this is the Zach Brown band. Uh, this is Zach Brown, co-written by Wyatt Durrett. I mean, we talk about this a lot. I think if you just pick certain names for your kids, you know they're going to grow up. Right. You got a fifty-fifty with the women. You're gonna you're gonna name them. They're either gonna be a country star or a stripper. Yeah. But and then have the time Shania, to for name. example. They yeah. mm. change
1: their name to something else. Yeah.
0: Uh so okay. this song was first recorded in two thousand three for the two thousand and five album Homegrown, The Lost Trailers. Uh, a different country group altogether. <laughs> <laughs> shocking. Is this right? another one that we yeah. didn't? Oh know yeah, was a yeah. Film? We're gonna do it again. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I take that back. This song was recorded by them. Uh, the Lost Trailers, which is another group, they recorded a version in 2006 as a single, and it actually did get released before Zach Brown's. So there's actually a really whole a big story here, so it gets pulled from the radio. Their version, the Lost Trailers version. So explicit lyrics? No. Yes. Country Friday is really gross. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it turns out that um, Cracker Barrel was suing them for. <laughs> I don't Damn. Know. Damn Cracker Barrel Rear and its ugly head again. Those Cracker Barrel <laughs> ass crackers. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> cracker Barrel. All right, so their version enters the country charts, right? But mm-hmm. it ends up getting pulled from the radio, and they replace it with the single Call Me Crazy instead because, well, according to Zach Brown, they weren't allowed to use the song. Well, they were allowed to use the song, but they weren't allowed to use the song. I'll get into that. Okay. So I, ge- I guess what he did, he tells them that they're allowed to record the song, And put it on their album, but he doesn't want it released as a radio single, as it was his song, as he was one of the writers of the song and he owned it, but he did give Lost Trailers permission. So they record it and they get this record deal with some big time label and this big exec guy named Joe Gallant. He decides, that's our single, and he releases it anyway. He doesn't care. He just releases the damn song. So, Zach mm-hmm. Brown's listening to the radio. He hears the song, and he's like, whoa, what the fuck? He hops it's on like, the phone with his lawyer. Hang on, guys. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to share Zach Brown's actual words about what happened because they're pretty fucking good. <laughs> so he <Okay>. says, <clears throat> good. So, he says, so I called my lawyer and was like, dude, the fucking song is on the radio. And then he says, you know, Zach, what's the deal with this? He's like you could get blackballed out of nashville forever for not letting them record the song and i was like you know fuck that the dude told me he wouldn't fucking do it and then he did it so they had to call so they had to call a cease and desist they pulled it off the radio i came to nashville to play a show uh at a record for and uh i came to nashville to play a show at 3rd and lindsay i'm lost here i don't know what this means And there was a dude in there. I don't know what third in Lindsley is, so that's, I'm sorry, I guess. Uh, Hmm. um, Could be borrowing a street there. Anyway, he says there was a dude in there, and they were like, you know who that is? That's the dude that's had 40 number one uh, with Alan Jackson, and he's like the dude Keith Stiegel. Keith had come out to hear me play. He sat down at the table, and he's like, you know, staring down at this drink, and he said, this is how he's talking. I had to meet the kid who told Joel Gallant to fuck off. And that was the beginning of our relationship and commercial success. <laughs> so that's that's his version of what happened. They pretty much told him, dude, you can't do this. This guy's a huge exec, and if you have them pull the song, it could hurt your career. He's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. I told the guy I made a deal. The dude said he wouldn't do it, and he did it any fucking way. So good for yeah. Zach. Uh,
1: so two so, uh, year, Third what? and Lindsley is a bar. Okay. Well, that yeah. makes All sense. Right. I just sent you guys a link to it. It looks pretty awesome. Right? <laughs> so we're going right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two years
0: later, Zach Brown re-recorded the song and released it as the first single from their album *The Foundation*. So, Zach Brown recorded it at first, gave somebody else permission, they used it. They had to have them pull it from the radio. Then Zach Brown re-recorded it, and now we know that version from *The Foundation*. Uh, it became the band's first chart single as well as their first one hit on the con- uh, number one hit on the country charts. Uh, Brown and Wyatt Durrett met when uh, Zach Brown was playing at a tavern in Atlanta, Georgia. That's how they met, and then they wrote song together. According to Country Weekly Magazine, Brown had already started the song when he and Durrett began listing off things that every Southerner um, that are very Southern were characteristics of the South to put in the song, and this chicken fried was birthed, and it is one of the three songs I learned to play uh, not well on guitar. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a really easy <laughs> song to play, and so
1: I learned to play yeah. it um, not not well. <laughs> But I did. Also, uh, side note: Zach Brown band does a surprisingly good cover of uh, "Killing in the Name" by Raging Against the Machine. Not a joke. That is very true and very surprising. They also do a
0: very, very country cover of "Bohemian Rhapsody." Live, only live. To
1: have to look that it's live. That that was when
0: "Killing in the Name" of live. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the things I kind of respect about Zach Brown is he must really like this music. And I think sometimes live they're like we're going to do this song. And I think that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do a live cover of Bohemian Rhapsody. It's very country. I <laughs> <laughs> just want to state, like, don't. Mama, yeah. She just killed. She the man. just killed him. He's <laughs> gun against his head. She
1: pulled that shot. That motherfucker
0: dead. Oh, I like your. I like critter. Yeah. <laughs> critter was good. I liked critter. I Killed that critter. Now he's dead. <clears throat> oh, I'm oh, sorry. It was good. All right.
1: So you guys ready for my next choice? It's not what I said, but I'll take it. What did you okay. say? <laughs> I the actual lyrics, pulled the trigger, now he's dead. I thought you said, put, put that critter like down. Critter. I no, I said, mean, yes, I'm I'm very smart and uh and, and change the lyrics appropriately. I swear appropriately. To God, I
0: thought you said, put that critter down, he's dead, which is even funnier. It sounds like somebody just carried a dead rat into the house. <laughs>
1: I don't that's where you took it, but no, it just said, <laughs> I just said the actual lyrics. No,
0: no I heard Critter. I liked it. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> you guys ready for my next that <laughs> That's why I sound smarter than I am, please. <laughs> He's like, Jay, go edit that so that's so I didn't say that I didn't say it. Uh, <laughs> all right, here's my next choice, you guys. Ready for this one? <laughs> all right. So all good. right.
2: But as far as I can see, I got everything I want.
1: What's that? Kevin, you're on the Kevin list. Kevin made the list this week? He did.
0: Oh. All right, by Darius Rucker. Um, you know, and there were a couple of Darius Rucker songs that could could have been picked. Yes, Hootie Guys, for those of you who want to know. Uh, it was also co-written and recorded by Darius Rucker. There were a few songs that could have went on the list. This one's just very country, and uh, he actually got a lot of crap for it being so country. Uh, a lot of different critics were like, oh, all you did was pick very stereotypical country stuff to sing about, and I'm like, yeah, and it was a hit for yeah, them. It's called so a yeah, country song. Made sense. That's, that's what right. they do. Uh, this yeah. song was released in April of 2009 as the, sur- as the third. Sing- fuck me up the wall and shit. Give me a second. <coughs> I'm gonna hit the fucking button. <coughs> I know I deserve it on that one. I'm having a am having a morning, guys. I can't. I think it's the list that's of off. <laughs> yeah, I knew I had to talk about it, and I was like, no. It's like, oh. So. I had to tell you real quick real 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 quick tangent. Uh, last night my version of the
1: stroke though?
0: <laughs> that would have been good.
1: That would've been awesome. Uh
0: last night my wife and I are watching we'll the movie No Hard Feelings and um there's a scene where they're driving down the road and the stroke is playing and I started having
1: like PTSD flash. <laughs> 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 I was like, "No, I didn't say anything." <laughs> Every time it comes on and I hear it in the office, I'm just like, "Oh god, here we go." So, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it it's, it's it's. I think it's just kind of like seeped into our brain. It is. It's just, oh yeah, it's cool. oh, yeah. It's okay. definitely. With, with you slurring, your <sighs> words. I my Well, you know, I got to stop drinking words. before the show. That would
0: probably help a lot.
1: You're drunk as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so. This was released in April 2009 as the third single from his first country album, Learn to Live. Uh, Rucker co-wrote the song with producer Frank Rogers. It debuted at number 56 on the Hot Country Songs chart. Uh, Critics hated it, like I said. They said it was just him hitting all the country tropes, which it was, but the song did really well, so it really doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Um, it entered the top 40 in its third chart week and became Rucker's third consecutive number one single on the country charts, as well as his third consecutive solo top 40 pop hit. Uh, with its climb to number one, Darius Rucker became the first country music singer since Wynonna Judd to have their first three singles climb to the top of the country charts, and it has sold over a million copies in the U.S. alone. So take that, critics. Yeehaw. <laughs> Darius yeah. Rucker is an interesting character, you know, and guys, do you ever wonder, so like, someone else is going to uh, appear on this list this week that switched genres, shall we say, and do you ever wonder when they're singing, like, do you think Darius was in Hootie and the Blowfish and would just go back in his, like, you know, in the green room and cry because what he really wanted to be doing
1: was country? <laughs> You do like <laughs> Tear in my beer That's like the, I just want to sing country And they won't let me Why would they make me do Like college radio Ready pop <laughs> either, yeah, I kind of just Live my passion I
3: hate the
0: name Hootie Yeah It's not even my <laughs> real name
1: Every time I sing
0: this song I yeah. cry I don't know. Yeah But I wanted to represent a little Darius Rucker on there because I think it's kind of amazing what he pulled off, if you consider it, I mean... Uh, it's hard. Is, is he the only Hispanic black group. man on our list? Yes. Okay. Is he? He's check. like one of the only black men in music right now. I think there's one or two others. <laughs> the only One in music, like in general, country music. I meant. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, there's, yeah, that's. I
3: figured. <laughs> I figured yeah, that's what you meant. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, meant con- I meant country um,
0: music. Yeah. There's I, there's one or two others, but I don't think they're nearly as as big. You know, if you look over the history of country music, and I and well, you got Charlie Pride. Hey, Pride. I was going to say you got Charlie First Pride, and, and
1: yeah, mm-hmm. apparently uh, Ray Charles too. So he yeah, he did. You know, he you know cross genres, Kinda. but and I'm um, sure Prince had like a, a few country songs too.
0: Do you there. wonder at this point if uh, if, them if right a lot right. of it is? I think there's three reasons for it. Mm. Um, the obvious reason, which is early on, I imagine it was a lot of. Uh, We'll just say racism that went on, went on.
3: Well, you <laughs> I know, think the weird saying, thing is I, I think, think like a, the first uh, woman to um, win the uh, Grand Ole
0: Opry was black. Probably that actually would make a lot of sense in my head. Um, but I, I think a lot down. of it was it's probably it was. cultural where you were raised. Uh, you know, I'm I imagine a lot of African Americans aren't listening to country music on a regular basis when they're young. So no. probably not where they're. You know, when they're coming up singing music or wanting to be musicians, it's probably not where their head goes. You
3: know. (laughs) Although I say that, but I did listen to a lot of country ass you're weird like back, yeah back when i was like five <laughs> country ass is country country like, uh, like uh let's see i think it was like the first year um cmt came out on cable uh, television
0: and <laughs> like i always had my dad like
2: put on cmt dad yeah, like, i just could like, like, imagine a real
0: kid you i know just imagine his mom and dad walk in the other room shake their head and go there's something wrong with that boy we don't know what to do
1: <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're gonna go listen to it. parliament but we you can enjoy way twitty real quick uh, right <laughs> All right, put hee-haw on for the
0: kid. <laughs> yeah, Kevin's insisting upon hee-haw again. Please. <laughs> it's
3: like, Please, this motherfucker.
0: <laughs> um, but I do think though that yeah, if we'll you think about really it, for you. if you think about where country music stems from, there's, there was probably a lot of like we're not. It's just not what a, a probably a lot of African Americans were listening to back then. So it's just not where their influences came from. Yeah, I would imagine that has a lot to do with it, and I think. You know, guys like Darius Rucker are, are like, hey, but that's what I want to sing. And he's kind of made it the point to other people, like, if this is what you want to do, you can do it. And now we've got, um, there's, a, there's a, I think they're mother and daughter um, that I follow on TikTok that are starting to become very big. And uh, they're they're black and they sing country and they're wonderful. And they're starting to get a lot of attention. So I think... It's kind of cool that he broke into the market, and then when he he got and he still does Hootie stuff. By the way, they still tour Hootie and the Blowfish still go out. Really? So he, Didn't yeah, I know that. So he right. still kind of got the. I don't know that they're recording anything, but he's <laughs> kind of got the best of both worlds going on for him. You know, he is the he, he is the Miley Cyrus. <laughs> 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 he is the Hannah Montana of the country world. Uh, and I think it's kind of cool that he pulled it. And not not only did he pull it you off. Know how he
1: feels about being compared to Miley Cyrus. He really loves it. Not only did he pull it off. He is a wrecking ball. Yeah. But he pulls it off well. I'd love to hear him cover that, actually.
0: Like he pulls it I would love to hear Darius Rucker there. He does it well. Like he's scoring number one hit after number one hit. And that's, you know, I know that Matt's not a big fan of his version of Wagon Wheel. Nope. But, uh,. Dude, it was a huge hit for him. So It was. So,
1: I will not deny that, but I will deny that it's... <laughs> that good, it's good. I like it. I, I wasn't like going to say that it's not good. I still I enjoy it for what it is, but I prefer the old Chrome Medicine Show version. Which... As do Which I. Which is probably so it's not funny their version as well. Because when I told my wife I put Darius Rucker on
0: here, she was like, did you put Wagon Wheel? I was like, no, that's too late. It's got to be before 2010. She goes, then why
1: didn't you do the old Crow Medicine Show version? I was like, damn it, I should have.
0: <laughs> I was like, but I didn't Here's think a about question.
1: it. Here's uh, better question. Not to give away any of mine, but I didn't put that on. I know. Because I didn't think about it. You just it didn't think about reason. it. It's just no. what happens. Yeah. All right.
0: You guys ready for my next? It's being
1: 2020. Yeah. You I ready, you ready for
0: sure. the final song on my list? Sure. Here we go. Drive.
2: My name, you mean bitch?
0: Who is the word <laughs>
2: Took a big old dump
0: fret on the hood. Like, I think she should keep going. like were it. doing the Amber Heard story. <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> dump on this bed. It turns out that's what happened. Amber Heard heard this song and he just he ran with it. I had
1: a mega pint. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, this is Carrie Underwood, Before He Cheats. I picked it because she's hot. No, I don't really know why I picked the song, um, just because I knew it and I knew it was a huge hit. This is yeah. her debut studio album, off her Debut Studio Album, Some Hearts from 2005. Written by Chris Tompkins and Josh Keir, it was released as the fourth single from that album. The song tells the tale of a woman scorned, and thus she seeks revenge on her unfaithful partner. Kind of. Um, of, um, but yeah. it's called before, before he cheats it's, it's a <laughs> thought crime apparently uh yeah but my wife got on I've to seen me seen
1: a minority report
0: my wife my about. my wife got on to me though because see i think the song is about her thinking he might cheat and yeah. so she goes nuts and she's like yeah because he did it once before i'm like yeah but maybe. <laughs> i don't know I don't know, but yeah, we we'll there. we'll get it all, all all that. It topped the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart for five consecutive weeks, uh, reaching the top five on the Billboard Adult Top 40 chart and becoming a top ten on the Billboard Mainstream Top 40 and Adult Contemporary charts. This doesn't feel like a, a contemporary adult song to me, but whatever. On the Billboard Hot 100 chart, it hit number eight and lasted 64 consecutive weeks on the chart, damn making it the eighth longest charting single in the history of the Hot 100 chart. Also became the first ever country song to sell over 2 million digital copies, and was at one time the best-selling country song of all time, reaching over 4 million digital downloads as of 2020. Dudes, what the fuck are you doing to your women?
1: No kidding! Stop right?
0: pissing them off. <laughs> They're like, "That's my song." <laughs> <laughs> um, certified seven times platinum by the RIAA. It led Carrie Underwood to win the Grammy for Best Female Country Vocal Performance, and the songs for writer uh, for Best Country Song. They the, the songs writers. I just pushed that all up. So the song does confess, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the song does confuse me a little bit. It suggests it's about cheating, um, but like I said, it's called Before You Cheat. I, I it Sounds like it's just about a crazy it's chick who thinks he saying. might cheat and go insane on his stuff. Regardless, ladies, if he cheats... Just dump his ass and walk away. Yeah, just dump just him, leave. move on. Don't get you know, your ass walk tossed walk in jail through. because you destroy all cuz he won't go to jail. Right. But you will. Yeah. And yeah. you don't want Lisa that. Left eye Lopez burning And yeah, there's the cameras down. everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> just, no. Fuck that noise. He ain't worth it. He ain't worth it. I know some yeah. single dudes. Kevin yeah, single. Right here, right there, right there. Here, right yeah, there. And kinda... he and he has a cowboy hat. Yeah, and a slide whistle. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's go. the selling point right Two there. Two of them. If he knows how
1: to work that slide whistle, think of oh, One for me you. and one for you. Yeah. It's <laughs> on his Tinder profile. It's just, you know, <laughs> slide whistle champion. I get yeah. a slide whistle Yeah, like a girl that feels good on his knee. <laughs> Whose ass feels mm. good against his knee. Yeah, ass feels <laughs> good against <laughs> his knee. Take you to the Red Lobster.
0: <sighs> yeah. So we, we had this discussion last week as to who picked the worst song. Mm. Um, I give you Before He Cheats. Kevin starts yeah. his list with a song that in theory <laughs> should be good yeah. but in practice it's, it's just theory. not not what I would call a good song. Here you go.
2: We'll raise a glass <laughs> to the singer. Whiskey on my brain. for my house of worship.
1: <laughs> terrible song. Oh, but, so okay. bad. <laughs> it's like Toby Keith just went, you know what? I've given up. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I got Willie really Nelson,
3: so
2: it's
1: fine. Well, yeah, they're going to both smoke uh, like shit to the weed
3: you know and what's, they record a song.
0: What's really weird, though, is if you listen to the, they sound like they were recorded and, and mixed by two different people. They're, they're yeah, parts. Yeah. They, don't, they don't sound the
1: same at all. Because it's an awful song. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So this song is written by Toby Keith and Scott Emmerich for his seventh studio album,
1: Unleashed. You mean more than one person contributed to this nonsense? Yeah. All
0: right. Mm-hmm. And you know, Willie Nelson was just stoned, so he's like, yeah, I'll do it. He's like,
1: all right, that's fine. <laughs> I'll do it. I can buy a lot of weed with that. You know? uh, I think that sounds <laughs> that's like a pretty good thinks. song.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Okay. It's,
1: he just thinks,
0: uh, like... Yeah, he just converts money into weed. Yeah, he yeah, just I heard know. the title. Beer from a horses sounds Beer like a good horses. song. I'll oh, do that.
3: Man, that's $20 million. <laughs> that's uh, that's, that's, that's got weed. I need yeah, some weed. 700
0: kilos. I of don't weed. need gasoline for my car because I've mm-hmm. converted it,
1: and it just drives yeah. off old trash and shit, mm-hmm. which, by the way, true. Yeah, get, get together with Zach Brown, man, get that chicken fried grease and start using it for diesel fuel, <laughs> which is, like, is what yeah, he does.
0: Uh, the song was released as the album's fourth and final single. It (laughs) makes it sound like (laughs) it's the final Um, time we had to listen to this garbage. This came out in April, 2003. (laughs) It reached 22 on the Billboard Hot 100, making it Keith's highest charting song of his career at the time. It also landed at number one for six weeks on the U.S. Billboard Hot Country Songs chart. Um, This was Keith's 11th number one hit and Nelson's. How many how many number one hits do you think Willie Nelson had before this song? Just because nope. I just want to know if you guys. Know. The better question Ooh. is how many did he have after? Did people just give up on him at that point? Nah, I think nah. You know, people still love him. Huh? Uh,
1: yeah,
0: I just he's, just he's, just see if you guys want to take a random guess. I know you. I'm going to say 25. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say 20. 20. This was his 23rd. Yeah. Oh Uh His first hit since "Nothing I Can Do About It" now, which came out in 1989. So he didn't have any up until. You know, uh, this humdinger was certified platinum once by the RIAA. The lyrics talk about frustration over the judicial system and their inability to address crimes such as theft, abuse, and gangsters doing dirty deeds. And so, Done dirty. give my horse a beer because of that. I don't know, Kevin. Sure. <laughs> explain uh, this. Like, I used to like rock this song, like.
3: Early 2000s was a different Kevin I'll just say that um, you know, I had a weird like uh, I, I don't know uh, Conservative
1: phase I'll put it that way <laughs> It was really the the What was it the law and order Version of Kevin <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, around, them, around them No do good and rascals Yeah <laughs>
0: I would love it if Kevin wanted to talked Tonsarnit. like it. Concerned it.
2: What? Entire yeah.
0: nation? Kevin would just. That's how he talked. Like a black
3: Yosemite Sam. <laughs> Every time I drive around Fairfield. <laughs> Want to see that
0: now? Black yeah.
3: Yosemite Sam? <laughs> black oh,
2: God. Yosemite
0: Sam. He had his weird, long ass mustache Sam. that he dyed red. It was Kevin number three. <laughs> oh, God. It's, he's he's very civil. You just didn't, he, you didn't know it. He's very he civil. He says, a lot. Yeah. He's to Yeah, I'd go to the Kroger's, get me some more sarsaparilla. He, uh, he'd always face off against a giant rooster for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, well, I say, boy, I say. I say yeah.
1: Well, that was my best friend. Hoghorn Leghorn and yeah. Black Yosemite Sam. All
0: right. Um,. It's cool because, in my opinion, the next song, which Kevin picked, redeems the entire list for everybody Good. this week. <laughs> and I, I think anybody would hard, be hard-pressed to say they don't love this song. They can't help it.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, man.
1: he has got
2: a good voice. <laughs> Funny that you should say that.
0: So this is Man of Constant Sorrow by the Soggy Bottom Boys. But in case you guys didn't know, like a bazillion people made this song way before it ever yeah. went into yeah. the movie. This is a fantastic choice. And I know it isn't, but it almost feels like a cheat. <laughs> I mean, it's not you a know, cheat. It counts. Not-
3: i thought about re- well, the, like keeping this off the of list era, because right? it was like a really famous movie yeah.
0: and it was part of the soundtrack but it, uh, it's not a cheat because well yeah. it's, it's a lot it of is a country song and, and it made, and before it, it cheating, and it landed so. and it landed on the charts so and not that we're doing it has to be on the charts but i mean that it, you can't call it a cheat it it makes its way in there so yeah uh, like i said all the song all the songs on this list this this might be my favorite from today's playlist um there's another one that I like a lot, but published by Dick Burnett, uh, a partially blind fiddler from Kentucky, who originally made this song. The song was originally titled Farewell Song and a songbook by Burnett dated around nineteen thirteen. Um, Damn. there was another version recorded by Emery R Arthur in twenty or nineteen twenty eight, which uh changed it to the popular uh, I'm sorry, to the current title. Um, But there have been tons of renditions over the years, all with varied melodies and lyrics and uh, all with slightly different titles. It was the Stanley Brothers who recorded uh, the song in 1950s, somewhere in the 50s, who really helped to make it popular. And that's the closest version to the one we all know. But numerous singers have recorded versions. In the 60s, um, Bob Dylan did a version of the song. Really? Um there okay, were other I need to track that down. There were other variations such as um, Girl of Constant Sorrow by Joan Baez, uh and Barbara Dane did a version um Maid of Constant Sorrow by Judy Collins and just a song called Sorrow by Peter Paul and Mary. Um but what we're talking about today uh is the version from the movie Oh Brother Where Art Thou? which actually, even though I did the Soggy Bottom Boys version, even the version I played isn't the same exact one we get from the movie. So, mm-hmm. yeah. um, first, I assume we've all seen this film, right? Yeah. Fantastic movie. Yeah. I fucking love it. Uh, for those of, out there who have not seen it, it is a retelling of Homer's The Odyssey, and in the movie, three escaped convicts, John Turturro, Tim Blake, Nelson, and George Clooney, end up having to create a fake band and... Um, they recorded the record this song as as they come up with a name, the Soggy Bottom Boys. They sing it into a can. They sing it into a can, into the tin can. <laughs> um, originally, the song was suggested for the film The Big Lebowski, just a song in the movie, which is another Coen Brothers film. But Would they, not
1: have fit very well. They turned it no. down,
0: right? So um, when O Brother Where Art Thou popped up, producer T-Bone Burnett realized it was a perfect fit for that movie instead. Now, originally, Matt, they wanted George Clooney to sing the song, but mm-hmm. it wasn't working out, and they just didn't have the time they needed to keep doing the vocal coaching um, because it was getting too close to the time where they had to have the song. So yeah. they had bluegrass singer uh, Dan Teminsky do lead vocals. Harley Allen and Pat Enright performed uh, the song. Uh, the three of them performed the song instead. It received a CMA Award for Single of the Year 2001, Uh, A Grammy for Best Country Collaboration with Vocals in 2002. The song was also named Song of the Year in the International Bluegrass Music Association in 2001. Peaked at number 35 on the Billboard Hot Country charts. It sold over a million copies in the United States by 2016. So again, totally fair, wonderful pick. Very happy to listen to it. I love this song so much. There might even be a cover version by yours truly. With an animated video somewhere floating around YouTube, I don't <laughs> just say <laughs> it does exist with <laughs> with animated versions of Casey and Stewie D in it as well. Playing playing music. Okay.
3: <laughs> the animated version was awesome. Just saying, <laughs> um, check that out on the interwebs. I will
0: try to find that version. I was say, send if you it, don't it to find Matt. It, you have to try to find it and uh, <laughs> possibly put it on our TikTok. Oh, I know, I know, yeah. I can find it. It's just we upload it to the YouTube channel. Yeah, somewhere. that would be uh, really fun. Jay, when did totally you
1: make that. that? It was like two thousand ten. Around the milk milk Eliminator era. No, yeah. it was
0: it was later. No, no, it was a few years later than that. Yeah, it was probably yeah somewhere in 2010, 2012. Right from somewhere in that area, you know. Mm. I was playing around with this. I uh, used to have this uh, 3D animation program that I was fucking around with. I uh, made a couple of different songs there out there. So, uh, so yeah, wonderful song, man. Thank you for giving that to us. Yeah, you are welcome. He's like, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, uh, you know, like Jay. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go, you go, you go.
3: Well, like Jay was saying, fantastic movie and a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, it's one of those rare movies that you can say both about. Yeah, it's Cohen brothers, man. I mean, yeah. you definitely you. It takes a certain type of person, but like this movie, The Big Lebowski. Like, I love these movies so much. Mm. So, if you're not a Cohen brother fan, you. I, get I mean, it. Raising Arizona, all oh, the way. I love yeah. Raising
1: Arizona, and they pick the Actually, best. Uh, not too long ago, not a bomb did uh, they covered the Big Lebowski and they talked about they kind of rank their Coen Brothers films. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh,
0: nice. Not a bomb. Give that listen.
1: A listen. Yeah, uh, I
0: love and the music they pick in all the movies is yeah. always like just great. Like the music in Raising Arizona is perfect for the movie. It sets the tone and everything they do. And that's the Big Lebowski. You know, you've got to uh, just walk in to see what condition my seat. Speaking of country. Kenny right. Rogers. So uh Kev's got one more pick. I'm gonna play this. I okay. feel like going right out of this, right into Matt's, but we won't. We'll just we'll because uh We'll let it breathe. <laughs> well, Matt'll know why. You guys Okay you know, there's definitely a little theme going here. But this one's Kevin's.
1: As much shit as I give Taylor Swift and her fan, it's a great song. So, it that's really what my is. wife
0: says. My wife's like, I I like all her early country stuff. It's her yeah. pop stuff that I stopped liking. But I would argue there's very little difference between the two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like pop music to me. Yeah, the banjo. Every once yeah. In a while yeah. And- Mm -hmm. Uh, This is Taylor Swift, You Belong With Me, released uh, to U.S. Radio in April of 2009 as the third single from her second studio album, Fearless, which came out in 2008. The song was inspired by a phone call between a member of her touring band and his girlfriend that Taylor Swift overheard where the girlfriend maybe wasn't very nice to the guy on the phone. So Swift wrote the song. Well, you know, (laughs) I'm doing it in a very pouty voice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Swift wrote the song with Liz Rose to tell of unrequited love for a boy unappreciated by his girlfriend. The song was nominated by uh, at the 2010 Grammys in three categories. Song and record of the year were amongst those two. I don't know what the third one is. I don't care. It peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and was the first country song to reach number one on both Hot Country Songs and the all-genre radio songs chart. A fucking new one I didn't even know existed. Stop it, Billboard. Just fucking stop it. You're (laughs) killing me. Uh, The single was certified seven times platinum. Uh Carrie Underwood got you by one. By the RIAA. In the video, she plays both parts, the popular cheerleader and the girl next door, and Lucas Till. Lucas Till, who I believe should take over the role as Flash, I'm just saying. Um, James Gunn, get on it right now. Uh, He plays the boy in it. If you guys don't know who Lucas Till is... But uh, Most recently, he played MacGyver on the new MacGyver reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's him in the video. Crazy. Did I know that? Uh, it is interesting that you would pick this because while it was released on the country charts, a lot of critics have argued it is straight pop music and it shows why she made the shift. It really does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt's going to help back that up a little with one of his <laughs> picks A little bit. Yeah. So uh, it is fair, though. I mean, it is, it is T-Swizzle and we all know... I mean, Jesus. her. listen, like her, don't like her, her effect on music is massive.
3: Right. I mean, that's actually part of the reason why I just put this song on my list, because I'm not even a fan, but I got to give respect to where respect is due. Taylor yeah. Swift brought this town. Sure. Like, it, this town acted like there was about to be a snowstorm approaching. People are grabbing but bread, yeah, milk, bread shutting the this. shit
0: down. So yeah. we had a long discussion about Taylor Swift uh, the other day. My my wife and I did. and Because and, I keep – my wife is – so I was not a Taylor Swift fan. Uh, not just music. I didn't like some of the stuff she did. She was kind of a pouty teenager and like
1: mm. – Writing writes, about Jake Gyllenhaal's penis. She writes
0: songs about dudes she breaks up with. and I And I get the impression she might be difficult to date. Plus – Seems like it. Some of the guys yeah. she dates might be Don't difficult. piss
1: me off. You're going to have a top 10 radio single written about you. And some You're of the right. guys
0: she dates might not be the guys you want to be dating either. So I think it's a whole yeah. toxic thing going on there. But with that being said, what I do know to be true about her is that she treats her fans like gold. Yeah. And so it's hard not to have respect for that. Mm-hmm. And she, from what I hear, she also treats like the people she – did you hear like her truck drivers? Her, her They had to have like 11 semi-trucks some crap like that to deliver all her stuff for her concerts. And she gave... Seems every
1: like a bit excessive for
0: Well, th- no, man. She puts oh. on the... Did you see what the freaking stage setup looked like? It's massive. Right. Uh, she's about to come over to your town, Matt. Yeah, get oh, ready, buddy. she was just here. So,
1: oh, I was about to say. Yeah, I, I know, heard... She was here. And I'm probably... The st- okay, so side side quest here. Um, side quest? Where the fuck yeah, are we going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're going on a fucking journey. Uh, we were having crypticon kansas city the same weekend as the taylor swift concert oh shit yeah um the hotel that we were in was hosting a lot of the swifty fans as we deemed them um yeah i think they are just absurd i think it was just i I think somebody else deemed them swifties but it's fine It wasn't us. Yeah. Um, yeah, They were Swifties when they were here. So, so yeah, they've been Swifties a while. They were um, out of hand. We'll just say they were crazy. Like the fans. No, Teenage Girls. are, are typically the crazier ones of just like, man, yeah, they're up all night, you know, having a good time. And no, man. Most of the Crypticon fans had gone to bed. Oh, I just and lied. The Taylor too. Swift fans came in and just straight up like, I lied. About You're about to get really upset. There were
0: 50 truck drivers who worked on the who were working on the Eras oh, tour. God, now they might have different ones for different parts of the tour. You know, maybe I, it doesn't mean there's 50 ridiculous. trucks, but there's mm-hmm. 50 different drivers throughout the tour. So maybe they switch off. Yes, but here's what's cool. They said that most. Artists of her stature usually give like a you know five thousand dollar bonus to the drivers. She gave hundred thousand dollar bonuses to the drivers. God, that's like that's incredible nice. that she would do that. Yeah, and I've heard rumor I mean, that's awesome. I was God. I was talking to a girl I work with, and I guess her friend took their daughter uh, to the concert, and they didn't have tickets. They were just standing outside, you know, because wanting to hear the music from outside. And I guess for the last song of the night, Taylor Swift makes them open the doors and let people come in that couldn't come in so they at least get to see one song
1: oh that's awesome so that's pretty cool it is pretty cool it seems like a logistical that's what that's what i said i said oh god it's gonna be way worse what was it led zeppelin when they had all those fans get crushed that's just immediately what i think but my guess uh, but there's a big warning in there
0: (laughs) but there's a big difference you know it's it's the who and that was here in cincinnati and i think the difference is is when it's planned Versus when it, when it isn't planned she yeah, probably knew true. and had some stuff in place for it you know yeah but I, it is really cool that she would do that like hey I understand not everybody can afford and like but I want my fans who can't afford to at least have a moment and I know she's gone out and talked and I see her hugging little girls and talking to them and I think it's pretty cool so it's fair that she's on the list is it fair that she's on the list twice I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because Matt's going to kick off his list with this song. And I said, Romeo, take me
2: somewhere we can be. alone, I'll be waiting. All there's left to do is find
0: you be the prince
2: and I'll be the princess. i am going be a princess.
0: The song that is cursed TikTok. Because everybody started doing the little marriage proposal videos to this, but... Uh, This is Love Story by Taylor Swift, also a massive, massive hit. Who knew uh, how many Swifties we had here on the show? Um, As you will see, I did not place T Swizzle on my list, and now I feel kind of left out, guys. I'm I'm really. Yeah, you should have done it. You should have picked like teardrops on my guitar or (laughs) something. That's what. what
1: Dude, that's so funny. It's what my wife said. Um, (laughs) I swear to God, (laughs) that's what she said. She genuinely was actually a. Legitimate country artist for yes. a while. Yes, she was. I mean, again, and is it? It's it was very poppy days. But, yeah, but that's yeah. how she started. No, I mean, yeah. this is. I would say this this era, as everybody would like to call it, was like right between when she was, you know, ending her country phase and going into the more pop stuff. So yes, yeah. that's why you get what it sounds like there. But yeah, yeah. Uh, this yeah, was you also got, you got some subtle banjos and steel guitars. Yeah, which is uh, the only
0: difference between what she does now and what she did did is they took that that stuff out yeah the songs are relatively the same uh this was also this was the lead single also from the fearless album september 2008 um this one gets its inspiration from i know you're not gonna believe this romeo and juliet what um, yeah tells the woeful tale of a boy who was po- unpopular with her family and friends uh the lyrics tell of a troubled romance that ends with death. No, it actually this version ends with a marriage proposal instead of knives and poison. Uh it peaked at the top of the chart in Australia. Where it, in Australia, where it was certified ten times platinum by the Australian Recording Industry Association.
1: Dang I don't think you guys realize like how much I was excited to hear Jay attempt an Australian accent when he said that. <clears throat> Ready? <So>. Ready? <clears throat> Go on. Gone opener.
0: But yeah. Ah, Fullstas. It's not Australian phobia because <laughs> they don't. They, they don't drink. That they don't shit.
1: even sell Fosters there. Apparently, yeah. they fucking hate Fosters. Over I know, there.
0: but I love that commercial can opener. <laughs> but <Beer. laughs> yeah,
3: those were some great commercials.
0: <laughs> yeah, gotta um, be '90s. Yeah, and that's why to, we are not tangenting. That's why Fosters did so well here. Fantastic mm-hmm. fucking marketing is exactly yeah. why it did well. Giant um, cans. The yeah. song. That's why. <laughs> It also the song also the way you said it made it sound like they just put boobs in in advertising giant cans. Giant cans. (laughs) I knew what you meant, but Foster. This song also reached the top five on the charts in Canada, Ireland, Japan, New Zealand, Scotland, and the UK. In the US, it hit number four on the Billboard Hot 100 and was the first country song to reach number one on the mainstream Top 40. So there you go. That's this is the song. That really shifted her over. Yeah. Uh, the RIAA certified it eight times platinum, so now she has overtaken Carrie Underwood by one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just been a weird Taylor Swift, Carrie Underwood. <laughs> There's a fight, yeah. For years. Uh,
0: this song has sold over 6 million copies in the U.S. and 18 million copies worldwide. It was Video of the Year at both the Country Music Association Awards and the CMT Music Awards in 2009. In August 2020, an unofficial house remix of Love Story by DJ Disco. Uh, DJ Disco Lines. This is the one that went viral on TikTok, and we've all probably, well, those of us who are on TikTok have seen it more times than we can count. Uh, We get those weird proposal-style videos where somebody gets down on one knee and then the camera zips away from them. I think our
1: TikToks are very different. The Disco
0: Lines remix charted at number 37 on Poland's AirPlay chart in october 2020 so even that one did well it's really not that drastically different but you know whatever what your tiktok's not all taylor swift videos
1: no surprisingly not Mm.
0: well dude it's hard to get like not see certain trends you started tiktok after this trend was starting to die down though so the dance trends and stuff you'll just see those videos sometimes there's nothing you can do about it there's so many of them they inundate uh I you know what i giving you, giving you crap but about our list, but Matt Matt really you know, he thought outside the box a little bit. Yeah. So that I guess that works. Matt's next song is uh is an interesting choice. And uh mm-hmm. Matt does it to me every time and he's done yeah. it again. Very little info on this song, but
1: That's kinda of surprising, but okay. Really? Really?
0: If it's, it's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Well, here you go. Let's see if it is.
2: If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough. If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough. When you get knocked down, you gotta get back up. Ain't the sharpest knife in the drawer.
0: Is is it what you thought it was gonna be? Yeah. Yeah. This is if you're gonna be dumb. Yeah. I I don't. I know. Yeah. Yeah, You do. I have no idea. Sure, you do. You've heard it. I'd be shocked. Um, If you're gonna be dumb. Uh, by Roger Allen Wade um, like I said not a whole lot about this song but it comes from the 2002 Jackass movie it's appeared in almost every Jackass movie with Wade's version on the first film but then different versions uh, on some of the others covers by Smut Peddlers, Karen O oh, The Deadly Syndrome, Yale Wolf and DJ Paul and uh, the Star Cra- or in Starcrawler they've all done versions for different Jackass movies so that's kind of what made it famous. So I don't know. That's did you ever watch it? Actually, Jackass. Really I've never seen the
3: Jackass
1: movies. Yeah, you're. Oh, you're not missing mm-hmm. much. No, yeah, you're really not. <laughs> they're, they're, they're entertaining. A, so if like, you just like, you know, experiencing shot in front. Like of some I'm, I'm guessing do. nut
3: torture. Yeah. is pretty yeah. much yeah. it. That's actually much, why
0: yeah. I I've only seen part of one Jackass movie and I turned it off because it was like it started off funny but then it just becomes kind of cruel. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. and I For can't. While. Just them torturing each they other. They just torture no each other, yeah. And Now it just becomes kind of sadistic, and I'm like, who wants to watch this? Yeah. The song is about a man who has made some bad decisions in life, drinks too much, got in trouble with the law, shit like that. But yeah, he knows that if he wants to survive, he has to be tough and keep pushing, even when he gets shoved down. He knows he isn't the smartest person. Still, he knows that being tough might be the most important thing if he wants to make it in life and in love. Or with the new kids, because he's got to learn to hang tough.
1: <laughs> I like how you just took right. the lyrics and just kind of reworded the entire song, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Matt, <laughs> yeah, what you uh, what you want to say? So, uh, yeah, it's it's for whatever reason one of the first songs that actually jumped into my mind when we started talking about this. I was like, when is when did that song come out? Um, but yeah, I, I distinctly remember hearing it in Jackass, and I was like this is kind of interesting. Um, then I did a little bit of a, a a deep dive and Roger Allen Wade is apparently Johnny Knoxville's uncle. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't just how he got that from, you know, got him to put it in the movie. Uh, He had a a bigger career, I would say back in, you know, the seventies and eighties. And I think he just kind of called upon a family member who happened to be a country singer and said, Hey, could you, uh, Take one of your songs or write a song and put it in the movie for us, and it's kind of how that happened. And, for the
0: record, yeah. while I'm not a huge Jackass fan, I like Johnny Knoxville a lot. Yeah, he seems like he's a great pretty guy. cool. And yeah. Stevo, although yeah. sometimes I think he's yeah. fried most of his brain cells. Yeah, uh, he's but, getting better,
1: but yeah, he's uh, he's <laughs> definitely got an eye for business. I don't know now. if he's going to listen yeah. or
0: not, but I was listening to our '90s country episode, and Stu talks, and he's like, "So anyway, I'm like, oh God, oh, yeah, Stu's steve like Stevo? <laughs> yeah, he really knows." <laughs> Duvo. Stuvo, Stuvo, yeah. that sounds like now, an '80s uh, techno band, <laughs> Club Stuvo. <laughs> 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 that needs to Jeez. happen. Oh God! So there you go. <laughs> this is this is uh, Matt's got one more song, and it's not bad. So I think everybody's going to be happy that this is the final song on this week's episode, and then we're going to talk for a few minutes. This is Matt's final pick.
2: Go tell that long tongue liar. Uh, Tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him
3: down.
0: Tell him that God's gonna. Legitimately, I'm a little mad. I'm angry at myself. Yeah, I'm shocked. And I get it because when you think Johnny Cash, you don't think 2000s. Right. You just don't. And honestly, most of the stuff he released in the 2000s, I don't like. I don't like his covers. Uh, I hate his cover of Personal Jesus. I hate his cover of Hurt. I can't stand mm. him. I know that there's we get in some arguments about this stuff, yeah. but I and
1: hate it. We get in discussions. Yeah.
0: Um, but I'm mad that I didn't we think did of this one discussion. because I actually love this song. Yeah. And um, like I say, I've said uh, many times I would not call myself a fan per se of Johnny Cash. Um, but there are some songs in the world that when certain people do them, it just fits. Now, this, of course, yeah. is a cover as well. Um, this song was first recorded by the Golden Gate Quartet in 1946 and issued in 1947 by the Jubilaries. It was performed by Odetta and Odetta on Odetta sings ballads and blues in 1956. Um, I actually think, I want to say, I I even feel like there might have been an Elvis Presley version of this out there somewhere. I could be wrong about that, but I feel like there was. Um, But Johnny Cash, this was um, released after his death, uh, released on America versus 100 Highways in 2006. Um, As of 2016, his version had sold 672,000 copies in the U.S. Cash's version hit 77 on the U.K., Singless chart. The music video, which is all shot in black and white, was released three years after his death, and is one of those songs. Um, it's, it's just one of those songs where I think his voice just suits the yeah, song.
3: You yeah. just need that voice. I to mean, he sing sounds
0: at this point like a decrepit old man. Like he's he's not hitting any, but it just
1: sort of works. Yeah. I don't know why it, it doesn't works. need to. Like yeah, for the song. Not for the song.
0: Yeah. It just, Tom Jones did a version of it? Yeah, a lot of people have, right. man. It's one of those
1: just multi covered yeah. songs. And it's then, all yeah, it's known by like four different titles. Yeah. So God Almighty is going to cut you down. God's going to cut him down. Run on sermon, and God's going to cut you, you
0: down. You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Yeah,
1: it has been recorded by Elvis. Um, Tom Jones and the Blind Boys of Alabama. Was this the song
0: that you sent? And Marilyn Manson. Was this the song? Because I wanted to crack a joke, but I can't remember if I got it right. What was the song you just sent out that was Hank Hill doing Johnny Cash?
1: Uh, it might have
0: been this, actually. I, I yeah. think it was, and you sent yeah. it not knowing this was on Kevin's list. Or no, this was on your list, it's, and you posted list, it. Yeah. And I didn't want to comment because I didn't want yeah. to give it away that this was one of your picks. So the Hank Hill one sounds like Johnny Cash. Like, it doesn't it sound does. much it's, different.
1: Yeah, I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, so it was so. a few times AI has done something good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> was, like, <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah. Is it AI, or did he actually sing it?
1: Uh, no, I, I mean, I that was the thing. It was like, you could just get... Mike Judge and just be like, hey, yeah, I do this. but it was an AI generated
0: really? thing. It wasn't. That's
1: yeah. no, bizarre, man. Yeah, I, I I think that for some things like that, they should just go. Hey, you want to collaborate? I'm sure on he would have cool, done don't? it. Like, yeah, he would have done it in a heartbeat. Probably, <laughs> you know, huh? I'm
0: sure he would have been like, yeah, that actually would be great, and we'll do it. He should totally do an animated video of it now. I think oh, yeah. he'll um, actually sing it. it be yeah. brilliant. All right, so we've done our first country run from the 80s, the 90s, and now the early 2000s. Um, we can stack up the choices and the pool against each other. The things we had to choose from, and we're mm-hmm. going to discuss a few things. The first thing is comparing the three decades. Which was the easiest to pick your songs from, and which was mm-hmm. the most difficult, and why do you think that was? Hmm. Okay, I I think '90s was the easiest pick for yep. me. For me, yeah. Um, '2000s was the hardest. <sighs> it <me>. uh, it <laughs> it wasn't. It was. It was. The 80s was the hardest, but for different reasons. 2000s was the hardest because I'm like, mm, it's got to be something. There's not much
1: good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah.
0: Like, yeah. And I did think about putting like some Keith Urban on here. Some people I like okay. Yeah, he's know. all right. Yeah, I you like know. Keith Urban all right. Strangely Australian. Yeah, he's Australian.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and married to another Aussie. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. I don't know why he didn't tell her not to do that thing for AMC. Because we all want to scream every time we go into the movies, yeah, and like, we get that—that's where the magic happens. Ugh, you've obviously dealt with it too. Yeah. yeah, it's obnoxious. My daughter quotes it, and my son. We went to the movies here and we saw Blue Beetle, and my daughter's doing it? it, and my in son here, goes,
1: "Bad feels right, or whatever the fuck." Uh, she some
0: says. heartbreak feels good in a place heartbreak like this. Heartbreak
1: feels good in a place like this. Yeah,
0: yeah. So Just she's quoting it right along be. with Nicole Kidman, and my son goes. <sighs> And I was
1: like, you're so defeated. He goes, I don't need to hear it in stereo. (laughs) (laughs) It's like so good. That's all right. I do the same thing with uh, the opening title sequence of uh, The Curse of Oak Island with Connie. Yeah. yeah, There is an island in the North Atlantic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I do that whole thing. I do that uh, same thing with the entire movie of The Goonies with my kids just to piss off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, and
1: it gets real fun when he starts doing sloth.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <There> you guys, root, maybe root. Um, cheese, <laughs> <laughs> Mister, you're even hungrier than I am. So. <laughs> So we all agree the nineties was the, the easiest. Show. Why do you think it was that the nineties was so easy to pick songs from? I'm just curious. I
1: have my thoughts, but I want to hear your thoughts. For guys. me, that's um, just when I was listening to country music. So that's I just fair. had them all ready yeah, to go.
3: I could see that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why for me it was the two thousands. I mean, the quality was, you know, a little to be desired, but I was <laughs> had my country well, my conservative weird phase and I was listening to a lot of country.
0: So I think, I think that, I don't know what it was, but when 90s country, what they called young country comes in, it just had this like massive crashing wave across the, mu- the music industry. And it's like, I think you're starting to see these like breakthrough hits that were landing on multiple charts. Look, like it, love it, hate it, whatever. Achy Breaky Heart, for example. Yeah. You couldn't get away from the stuff. Friends in Low Places, it was everywhere. And so I think it, it was one of those things. And everybody loved it. It's like, oh, Friends in Low Places. Yeah, I, I actually, how many times did you hear people go, I don't like country music, but I kind of like Garth Brooks. God, I said it all the time. And then, you know, yeah. you had these dance hits like like Boots, Scootin' Boogie. And I think it just became one of those things that, like, you couldn't get away from 90, 90s country music. So it became embedded, like, I didn't listen to it. Matt listened to it. I had tons of friends who listened to it. And so we all knew all the songs. We can all sing Chattahoochee, whether we listen to the song or not, we can all sing it. So
1: it's it's quite entertaining when we do it. (laughs) It's very entertaining. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Um, so do you guys, in your opinion, do you think one of the three decades tops the other two, like as far as what it has to offer?
1: Oh yeah. I, Mm -hmm. I, I definitely think that, uh, Bottom of the list is going to be two thousands, mm. and uh, I would say, well, it kind of depends on what what your specific thoughts on the eighties versus nineties are. I think, like we we said, you know, nineties was more fun,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and eighties mm. was more like this is you know kind of real talk country music, uh, a little bit more serious. You anything? You are hitting one of my points
0: like smack on the head. It's not even it. Yes,
1: yes, yeah. what you just said. Like, except then you the start 80s thinking they about a it. Party and eighties. The they were like, hey, here's an actual like issue that we want to sort sing. of.
0: But there are. Mm-hmm. But then I I said the same thing. Like I had notes saying the same thing, and I was like, except there are some really corny songs in the eighties. Is what made them. Oh different. yeah, there are. It's the music. Even mm-hmm. the cornier songs had a way more serious tone to the music. Yeah. And you, you said, like, the 90s, they felt like they wanted to party. Yes. Yeah. Like, the music is all upbeat. Even, you know, songs about cheating boyfriends and shit, it's all like, no. And you're like, yeah! You <laughs> like, you're happy. How did, it, how did that go,
1: Ken,
2: Yeah, <laughs> okay.
1: I wonder how it's now We need to take that and then put a karaoke, like, uh, Just the vocal-only version of Carrie Underwood (laughs) over the top of that and just make a really fun remix. (laughs) This is pretty good. I've been practicing. Yeah, sounds like it.
2: Uh,
0: So there you guys go. We we want your thoughts and we want your picks. What would you have put on a a 2000s, early 2000s country list? Uh, You can always go back and listen uh, earlier this month to our 90s and 80s ones. Please do. We appreciate that. And uh, we we knew we had to dabble in the country. We'll do it again someday, many years down the road. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we gotta release
1: some better music first. Uh,
0: you know, there is there's always good stuff out there, and we we pick. And if country is what you love, by the way, we we're just teasing. Like seriously, um, I've always been a, a big proponent of music is subjective, and we all like what we Correct. like. And there is stuff that people like lambased me for not liking and I'm like I'm sorry I just I can't fucking do it man you know it's you just like what I yeah. think calls out to you, and for me... I'll straight to admit, I listen to some trash. <laughs> 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 yeah, sometimes <laughs> I do that I intentionally, yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean,
3: don't get me wrong, man. I mean, I listen to pure shit, you know, on occasions, it <laughs> and
0: it's just, just
3: audible diarrhea. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I I, will put, I enjoy it.
0: I will put yeah. music in sometimes, and I'm like, God, if anybody heard me listening to this. Right. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but then I would just look at them and go, yeah, I know it sucks, but, like, listen, <laughs> it sucks yeah. in the best way, so... You know, we can all sing, I get knocked down, but Mm -hmm. I get up again. Because it's a good song. I mean, the lyrics are literally pissing the night away. I'm just, you know, which is brilliant. Taking a whiskey drink? He
1: takes a vodka drink. Mm. Takes a a lager drink? He drinks drinks a cider
0: drink. drink. Drinks the songs. that, (laughs) Drinks the songs. Sings the songs that remind (laughs) him of the good times. Sings the songs that remind him of the bad times.
2: Oh, Donnie boy. Donnie boy. boy. Donnie boy.
0: Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're just like, and
0: continue.
2: <laughs> I get knocked down. But I, All right. He's like, this song sucks when you're singing it by yourself. <laughs> no, it's
0: still <laughs> fun. All right, so that is our uh, country list. Again, you guys want to write us, you can write us at your mixtape show at gmail.com. Let us know what you would add to the list. You can always hit Matt up on Instagram, and I think you should. Yeah, and you let should. Let him know over there. You can fire stuff off. Over there have been making uh, a lot of updates to the website. There will be more to come, so please go check that out. Again, there's a lot of playlists, man. Actually, Matt made playlists of stuff before he joined the show, and he made playlists yeah. of stuff that I didn't even know he made playlists of because they weren't really music episodes. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. damn, he made a whole playlist for that episode. I didn't know he oh, did yeah. it. So. Uh, so there's a lot, but they are on. We did a playlist
1: for the car
0: episode. Yes, the iconic rides of the 80s. There's yeah. a playlist for that. It had a that song shit. that
1: was associated with the show or movie that it was from. Which it's is on playlist.
0: Brilliant. So, all yeah. of those are on Spotify, and now you can go to the website and click on them, and it'll take you right to the Spotify playlist. So just, we're just yeah. trying to make it a little easier for you to find stuff and where we put all the songs together. So, and if you guys have ones you would like us to add, and please not send them accidentally over. repeat an entire episode. Yeah, that's we did that once. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> there were a couple different songs, but <laughs> times, yeah. we realized, and that one's sitting somewhere because I was like, can I edit it and make it make sense?
1: Hey, um, this might be a little awkward, but <laughs> we've I think this. we've done this. Yeah, we did this list. Uh, so that's it, guys. We hope you will
0: continue to join us here online. Please join us on all the social medias. And until next, we have the opportunity to speak to you, hopefully not about country music. Remember to always say awesome. Oh, man, that's pretty good, guys. I feel
2: like you There are times that you feel like your head is a big bucket Filled with fuzzy dreams Cause you wish you were yeah, a Muppet a, oh, uh, But you can't play the music And you can't like the lights the And it's all you Just to make it through Any more of these lonely nights So you grab your bit of mixed tea And you pop it in the slot And you scream two words along with all the noise who's right now, it's all you've got Damn! bam, 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 bam,